following audio is from Crossroads Church in West Ossipee, New Hampshire. For more information about Crossroads Church, you can go to www.crossroadsossipee.com. Hello. Um, I'm sure you all want your prayers answered. Feels like a trap. Um, I wonder if you um, would like to know a prayer that you can pray and always be answered in the affirmative, that you will get what you pray for. Do you know what it is? No. Sorry. If anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously without finding fault. So over and over I've heard we ask for wisdom, and we need it. And it's a prayer we ought to continually pray, because it's a well that is never full. We can continue to ask the Lord, and he will continue to pour out his uh, wisdom. Usually we gain wisdom the hard way. Um, there are only two ways to gain wisdom. One is from experience, and one is from the other is from the experience of others. Um, if anyone has ever told you that a brick wall is hard and you shouldn't hit it with your head, um, if you gain wisdom through the experience of others, you won't hit your head on the brick wall. But if you like to do things the hard way, like me, you're going to bash your head into the wall and figure it out on your own. Anyway, if anyone lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously without finding fault. So, that's, that's a freebie. That's not in the notes. So, turn with me in your Bibles to Luke chapter 6. Um, and we're going to look at verses 43 and f- through 45. Uh, a section that may be entitled in your Bible, A Tree and Its Fruit. And that's page on 8630 in the Pew Bibles. Um, this is a hard, this is a hard passage. This is an extremely difficult passage. Um, it seems short. It seems relatively simple, but it is a hard one. Um, and it's hard for several reasons and not the least of which as has already been mentioned this morning, I'm a woodworker, right? And so, um, the statement from Jesus, each tree is known by its own fruit. That's hard. That's a hard pill for me to swallow because, well, what about the bark and the leaves and the grain? That's how you know a tree. That's how I, well, it, it, okay. I, <laughs> like, yeah. And though Jesus was a carpenter, he knew his audience uh, clearly like this group. They weren't carpenters. Uh, and so um, he just stuck with knowing trees by their fruits. <laughs> Whatever. So let's look at the tree, uh, the text, sorry, the text is written on the fruit of trees paper. Uh, Let's get to work. Verse 43 says, for no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. 
For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Let's pray. Father, again, we do come to you um, imploring you for wisdom that we could discern the truth of your word. Lord, help us to not get uh, hung up uh, on things that don't matter, um, but to focus on the message that you have for us, the simple truth of your word. We pray, Lord, now that your spirit would speak and you would enlighten us, open our eyes to see your truth. It's right here. We thank you for your word. We thank you for this time. Please use it for your glory and our good. In Jesus' name, amen. So it's not by accident that this parable comes right on the heels of the last one. Uh, And to refresh your memory, uh, just a few verses back, Jesus said, Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye when you do not notice the log that's in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourself do not see the log that's in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and then you will be able to see clearly to take out the speck that's in your brother's eye. I'm not going to re-preach last week's sermon. Um, But I just want to remind us all of the picture of that plank in your own eye and trying to help others with the speck that's in theirs and how that is an invitation to introspection, right? To look inwards, to look at ourselves. Um, and that's what, that's what introspection is, is just taking a look at ourselves <clears throat> to examine our own lives and, and make sure that we deal with our own sins and our defects before we go pointing out anybody else's. And so this picture of knowing a tree by its fruit starts with a bit of self-examination. Simply the question, what kind of fruit am I producing? Well, first of all, what is is the fruit? What are we talking about? We know that a tomato is a fruit, and we ask God for the wisdom to keep us from putting it in our fruit salad. But Jesus gives us the answer of what true fruit is in verse 45. He says, The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. And the evil person out of his, out of his evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Now this is a difficult statement for me to deal with. Um, because in my, uh, my understanding of scripture... Uh, there is no one who does good. No, not one. That's what the Bible says. So we're all bad. Okay, so how do we deal with this? Jesus says the good person out of the good in his heart produces good. Well, Jesus uses the term good in the moral sense, uh, much like we do all the time when you say somebody's a good person. It's generally good. Um, He isn't declaring anybody righteous based on what they do or say. He's simply saying that decent people do and say decent things, right? And lousy people do and say lousy things. 
So in the, in the cosmic uh, understanding of that, we're all in the second category. Because all we can do is evil. We can't help it. Without the Lord's intervention, all we do is say is bad. So, fruit in this context, what Jesus is talking about is the things that we do and say. Our fruit is our effect on others. Our fruit is our work. Right? What it is that we do and say and how that affects other people. Paul further explained this idea in Galatians 5, uh, 22 and 23. When he wrote, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Right? So if this is a... if Jesus is inviting us to look inside ourselves. If this is an invitation to introspection, we have to ask ourselves, what kind of fruit am I producing? Does it look like the fruit of the Spirit? Do I speak and act in, with love and joy? Do I exhibit peace and patience? Am I kind and good to others? Am I faithful to the Lord, to my spouse? Can I be counted on to keep my word, to do and say what I say I'll do? Do I control myself when faced with temptation or difficult circumstances? These are the kind of questions that we have to ask about the fruit that we produce in our lives. Good trees produce good fruit. Now, if you're thinking about that list and thinking, well, yeah, sometimes, welcome to the club. Yeah, sometimes I, I act in, you know, joy and love. and Sometimes I exhibit peace and patience, especially when there's nobody around. <laughs> haven't gotten out of bed yet. Right? I, we're not all there. We're not all 100%. Okay? Passaging reality of the thing. But in the same passage in Galatians that Paul lists off this fruit of the Spirit, he also listed off some of the bad fruit as well to give us a little better definition and make it easier to discern a bad tree from a good tree. He wrote in verse 19, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, Strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and such things like this. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Uh, that's a longer list. But we have to examine ourselves to see what kind of fruit that we produce. Are we producing that kind of fruit? Which does our list, our list look like? Is it the first list, fruit of the Spirit, or the second one, the fruit of the flesh, or somewhere in between? Now, this is how we deal with the plank that's in our eye. We examine the fruit. We look for the plank. And by God's grace, Hopefully, we'll see it. 
we have to examine ourselves. We have to examine our own fruit. We have to ask the Lord to deal with it. Help us deal with it so that we can move from being a bad tree to being a good tree. Because it really isn't a half and half tree. In the context of the rest of Luke chapter 6, we know that Jesus is not just talking about uh, individual people, but who they look to as teachers as well. We look back to the greater context. Jesus was talking about the can a blind man lead a blind man? Won't they both fall into a pit? Right? A student is not a, above his teacher, but when he's fully trained to be like his teacher. So if our teachers are blind, they certainly cannot lead us in the right way. We're both going into the hole, right? A disciple is not above his teacher, but when he's fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. And if his teacher is blind, guess what? So will he be. A bad teacher produces bad fruit, and the student of a bad teacher is going to learn to do the same thing. So we must not only examine our own lives, but examine the lives of or the fruit of our teachers as well. Is it good or is it bad? Right? Don't expect to find good fruit growing on a bad tree. There are no figs or grapes growing in the brambles and the briars. Now, this sounds silly, but it happens so often. People admit their need for God, and then they go looking for him where he will not be found. Right, we want to be closer to Jesus, so we start transcendental meditation and empty our minds. That's not where you find Jesus, right? Or maybe we like to, we're looking for God, so we read garbage books by garbage authors, and we end up believing garbage, and it's reflected in the garbage fruit that we produce. When we consider the fruit of our teachers, in order to, to discern whether or not they are a good tree, we have to examine the fruit that is their character, the fruit that is the content of their teaching, the fruit that is the impact that that teaching has on those who hear it. How many of us have diligently followed a man that was a great speaker with great charisma, drew great crowds, but cheated on his wife? or embezzled money from the ministry, or abused those who worked for them. Time after time, we look to a great, a great teacher, and they fall. They may have impacted thousands of people, but the only real impact they had was making people feel good about themselves, all the while bound for hell. We have to measure the fruit of our teachers. We have to learn to discern the good from the bad. And I tend to make a big deal about those we look to as teachers in the formal sense because I have to face the reality that I'm in that category. But the truth is um, the, the, the formal teachers that we listen to or watch online or listen to preach um, they know that they're teaching, right? That's not a mystery. Um, that's, what, that's what we're trying to do. But we also must measure the fruit of those that we look to as teachers in an informal sense, 
right? Those who we still look to for advice, uh, those that influence us and in how we live, those who give us counsel. Are we still looking for good fruit from bad trees? This one's a lot harder. If you don't want to listen to that TV preacher anymore, you just turn it off, right? But freeing ourselves from the negative influence of friends and family is much more difficult. It's much harder. But just because it's hard doesn't make it bad. Look for good fruit and you'll find a good tree. So we know what good fruit looks like. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, goodness, self-control. But what makes a good tree? The good person out of the good treasure in his heart produces good. And the evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. So Jesus doesn't switch pictures here. He doesn't. This isn't a second parable. This is the same one. The good tree, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good fruit. Likewise, an evil tree, out of the evil treasure, produces evil fruit. For out of the abundance of his heart, his fruit is produced. It's the same picture. So what makes a good tree good? Well, what makes a person good? What makes a teacher good? What makes fruit good? Where's your Sunday school answer now? The simplest answer is the best one. It's Jesus. He's the only one. We're all bad trees. We all produce bad fruit. On our own, we're nothing but brambles and briars. But as Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. We were all bad trees producing bad fruit. Think about your life before Jesus. What's it marked by? Maybe the same thing it's marked by now. We all need work. Right? Selfishness and pride, that's job one. That's fruit one of brambles and briars, of bad trees. That's the evil treasure. It's God who makes trees good, and it is God that enables and empowers those trees to bear good fruit. We cannot, we cannot produce the fruit of the Spirit without the Spirit. (laughs) We need the Spirit Himself living inside of us through faith in Jesus Christ in order to produce anything good. So often we try so hard to do good things and make good fruit come out of our evil tree, our bad treasure. Because we're not looking to the Lord for help. The Holy Spirit is the only source for good fruit. So two questions to consider. 
First, the obvious one. What kind of fruit are you producing? When you think about your life, every moment you're awake, you are producing fruit. And that fruit is telling what kind of tree you are, good or bad. We can have faith in Jesus. We can say the words, I believe in Jesus. I ask him to forgive my sins and still bear bad fruit because we've just said the words. We're not trusting in the person. Faith in Jesus is not just agreeing that he exists. Lots of people agree that Jesus exists. When we trust in Jesus, when we repent, change, turn away from our old life, turn away from our sin, that's when things change. They start to change. And he starts to move the furniture around in our lives. So what kind of fruit are you producing? Think about your life. You can't do this too much. We need to do it. We need to constantly do it. What kind of fruit did I produce today? What kind of fruit do I want to produce? My feet haven't hit the floor yet. What kind of fruit do I want to produce today? The second half Where are you looking for fruit? What kind of fruit are you looking for? What kind of fruit are you taking in yourself? If the fruit that you're looking for is good and you come here on Sunday looking for good fruit and that's it, you're going to starve. If you're hungry for fruit, read the word. It's full. It's full of fruit. You cannot go wrong. But what kind of fruit are you looking for? If you're looking for good fruit, you go to where the good fruit comes from, and that's the Lord Jesus. But also think about what kind of fruit are you taking in? What kind of things are you allowing to influence you? Where are you going to for wisdom? Where are you going to for advice? How are you measuring that? Because, look, there's lots of good people. Well, I can't even say that. There's lots of people out there that we like and we love that want to help us, that will give us really bad advice. Am I the only one? Right? We all know people that we love and respect and are wrong about most everything. But we still love them, right? We need to be careful about the kind of fruit that we let in. I'm not saying not talk to people anymore, but understand the source of their wisdom. The source of their wisdom is from God, who gives generously without finding fault. You're going to be eating good fruit. But if it isn't, wake up. You're eating rotten bananas. These are important questions to consider as we examine ourselves to see whether or not we are in Christ Jesus and whether or not he is in us. We need to examine our fruit. Now, this isn't a, this isn't a call to more fruitfulness. I'm not saying if you're, you need to produce more fruit. You guys are behind on the total fruit count. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that you are producing fruit You need to examine what kind of fruit it is 
and what kind of source you're drawing from to produce that fruit. As we seek to bear good fruit, we have to do the things to help trees produce. Right? Can't plant a tree in bad soil and expect it to produce good fruit. You can't let it go without water. You can't not fertilize it. You've got to do the things. Right? I'm not much of a farmer. My fruit trees grow by accident. Um, but that's not the way it should be with us. Because we have we can do something about that. Right? We have to dig deep into the good soil of his word. We have to be watered by fellow believers in fellowship. Right? What we're doing here, what we're what we're gonna do in like another ten minutes is really important stuff. Real church. Not just sitting there politely listening to me. Right? We have to do the things that help good fruit, good trees grow good fruit. Listen to the words of Jeremiah in chapter 17, and I'll close with this. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He's like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes. For its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. We will be like a tree planted by the water if we trust in the Lord. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we are so thankful for the grace that you have extended us to forgive our sins and allow us to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that it's you that makes a tree good or bad through faith in Jesus. So if we examine our lives and see that we've been bearing bad fruit, it's not too late to change. It's not too late to ask you for forgiveness, to turn away from our sin, turn away from our bad fruit, to accept the Lord Jesus Christ and his death on the cross was for us. To be filled with your spirit and start to produce the fruit of the spirit. Lord, may this be an encouragement to us, not a condemnation this morning. Help us, Lord, to take a good hard look at our lives. Show us the areas that we need to improve. Remind us of your grace that makes change possible in our lives. We are so thankful for your love for us. We're thankful for the gift of your word, of your spirit, of your son. We love you, Father. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like to participate in the mission of Crossroads Church through financial support, checks can be mailed to Crossroads Church, Post Office Box 576, West Ossipee, New Hampshire, 03890.